Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. Welcome to the Kachat, the only podcast brave enough to ask, hey, what if we didn't talk about cars this week? Just for once, guys, I'm Lucas Southworth, he's John Bishop, and what's up with cars, but not this week. Mm-hmm. This week, we decided, hey, we have survived long enough to, you know, actually make it through the show that we were like, yeah, we just got to survive one more year, and then we did. We survived one more year, and then bam, here we are. We, are, we lasted man. beyond the show, and then we talked about the show for all of the episodes. So now, it's time for us to take a break. Yeah, we need it, man. And I know that we take breaks intermittently and don't post <laughs> lots of weeks. But also, I don't know, we got a a little negative on cars in the mm-hmm. last few episodes. I think rightfully so. I don't, I'm not apologizing for that. Uh, but I thought just a good influx of positivity this week would be a nice change of pace for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's one thing I got to acknowledge. Uh, over the past few weeks, I've heard more than I usually do about people like, wait a minute, you have a podcast about cars? I know this person who loves cars. And then I thought, oh, no, this isn't the podcast for those people. And that was sad. Yeah. And well, you all have proven us wrong uh some of our most fervent listeners are huge fans of cars and i think probably disagree with our opinions on the cars movie it's pretty a lot mm-hmm. uh but you still listen anyway which we appreciate but i don't know i thought it'd be a good little palate cleanser and i've been listening i listen to a lot of video game podcasts so you know they're doing their goaties mm-hmm. uh their games of the year so I thought we would just do a sort of blank of the year episode, just personal for between the two of us. We just talk about a bunch of stuff that we liked and moved us or made us laugh, just made an impact on us this year, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I don't know how long this episode's going to be, John, because uh, this isn't, we're not used to talking about things in this way. Yeah. So I could see us going and like really gushing about stuff we like for a while, Mm-hmm. Or I could see us being like, yeah, I like this book. It's pretty good. You should check it out. And this being over <laughs> kind of quick. All right. And that's fine. It is. And if you disagree, why? Come on, man. Also, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> you make yeah. a podcast. I don't know. But I don't know. You, you can disagree. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, John, how this... Uh, worked in our short text messages back and forth we chose six things uh, and we each chose our of the year for those Uh, and these are not necessarily i tried to sort of keep it to stuff that was like released this year Mm -hmm. but like oh i did not 
Yeah, like I also didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, very much so, actually. <laughs> uh, so uh, it, it's going to be a bit of a flux of like, oh, stuff from 2022 and just stuff that we engaged with in 2022 that may have been released a while ago. Uh, I also came with a couple of honorable mentions for each category. I don't know if you. I mean, there's at least one honorable mention for show for me. Sure. (laughs) And it's, I'd hope, obvious. That's fair. That's fair. Well, you know, you've mentioned it. You want to just start with our uh, show of the year? All right. Let's do show of the year. Hell yeah, man. Uh, Do you want to go first or me? Uh, We'll just trade every time. Okay. Yeah, I can go ahead and go. I'll talk about... uh, my two honorable mentions first, mm-hmm. uh, and then go from there. So my first honorable mention is Doom Patrol on HBO Max. Right. I absolutely love this show. John, have you checked it out at all? I want to real bad, but <laughs> uh, as you're going to discover from yeah. my entire list, uh, discovering new things and media, not a theme of this year for me. Uh, I... Having free time, not a thing, really. Why is that? I don't understand. Uh, Well, uh, for most of the year, I worked a job where I didn't do anything, but I also wasn't allowed to do nothing. So Mm -hmm. I just kind of, I had a like typically 11 hour work day every day and then a child and now moving and uh, getting a new car and the stock market destroying my savings. (laughs) Sure, man. Sounds like a bunch of excuses for not watching a fun uh, superhero TV show, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, my first one is Doom Patrol. I haven't watched the new season on HBO. It like just started coming out or just all came out at once. I don't know which it did. Uh, but if you're ty- if you really like superheroes, but you're getting a bit of that superhero fatigue and you want something just completely off the wall different from anything else that's out there right now uh and just weird and really reveling and being weird uh in a very fun way i cannot recommend doom patrol enough uh mm-hmm. it has some really incredible performances as well it's not just weird for weirdness sake it also has a lot of heart a lot of goodness uh i really really want to get into the doom patrol comics now mm-hmm. uh but yeah it's very, very good. It's a lovable group of misfits. I should maybe describe the show. Uh, <laughs> I think you just did. Yeah, it's a lovable It's a group. lovable group of misfits, and it's crazy. Yeah, it's five superheroes, uh, Robot Man, Crazy Jane, uh, Elastigirl, which, yes, is the same name as the super heroine from The Incredibles, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Negative Man or Mr. Negative? They don't go by their superhero name, so I'm sort of g- pulling them from my deep recesses of superhero knowledge and cyborg. Now, Mr. Negative, I believe, is a Spider-Man villain. Yeah, I think it's the Negative Man. Because mm-hmm. he's invisible. <laughs> yeah, but they they really don't want to be superheroes so, so badly. Mm-hmm. I've heard it's very similar... I haven't watched Umbrella Academy, but I've heard it's got a similar vibe to Umbrella Academy. Having only like knowledge of the trailers of both, I would have to agree. <laughs> cool. So if you like that one, go into the other. Uh, you want me, do you have an honorable mention you want to get into? Or you want me to just go all the way to my show of the year? Well, here's my thing. The honorable mention 
for me is, of course, Cars on the Road. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. Yeah, it's the show I've watched uh, twice. Yeah, I mean it. It was an important part of my 2022. I I can't disagree with that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I actually have another honorable mention. I did two for each, so I'll try to rush through a bit more, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my other one was the final season of Dairy Girls came out on Netflix. And God, that's one of my favorite shows of all time. I just love it so, so much, man. All right. Uh, it's about a group of teenagers in Northern Ireland during the Troubles, uh, when Northern Ireland and Ireland and just the entire United Kingdom were really at heads and killing each other a lot. Uh, and it's got a lot of heart. It really is about, you know, uh, the human stories inside of these like big places of conflict but also it's maybe the funniest show i've ever seen i absolutely love it it is so so funny you gotta watch dairy girls it's so good and that's d-e-r-r-y not you know like the cow because it's it's in the town of Derry, in ireland northern ireland all right you want to do your show of the year and then i'll do mine all right here's the thing my show of the year i don't know if it actually started coming out this year but Fine. it's pretty great. It's a uh, spy family. Mm, I've heard of this. I don't know anything mm-hmm. about it though. Uh, it's an anime and it's about a family. That's not a family. It's the whole found family thing, but it's uh, here's the premise. There's a spy. He's the best spy. And he's been tasked with establishing a meeting between himself and maybe like a prime minister or something, an official for the opposition and the only way to do that is to meet him at a like school get together. So he has to first find a daughter and then get her in the school. And the way to do that is, of course, by having a wife that helps because you can't have a daughter without a wife for some reason. And uh, when he goes to pick out these people because he's a spy and he does his research and whatnot, uh, he accidentally stumbles upon a psychic daughter and then accidentally stumbles upon an assassin wife. Hell yeah. It's pretty great. It's got a lot of heart. Uh, it's super adorable. If that's something you're into, then this is the show for you. <laughs> that sounds really good. I've, I've seen a lot of people really like this show and I haven't mm-hmm. watched an anime in a while and every once in a while, uh, the nerd parts of my brain say, Hey, it's time for an anime. Uh, yep. I'm like, okay, sure. So I may check that out. It's got some of your classic anime tropes of a uh, random uh, scene of extreme, just violence, but like in a comical sense that like this shouldn't be possible, but I'm into it. Uh, and then also moments of, Oh, the little girl gets a pet dog and it's the best thing ever. <laughs> That sounds nice. I do really like stories. This is such a specific, like, cliche and stuff, but, like, children who are trained to be weapons getting to be children. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that's, there's something about that that really resonates with me. That's a big part of this, but I'm also going to say that that is the pet dog. Is The pet dog was uh, experimented on and accidentally became uh, psychic and can see the future. Oh, still nice. Yeah. It's great dog. It says Borf. 
Hell yeah. Well, I mean, what more could you want? It no says idea. Borf, people. But yeah, I think that's why I resonate so much with like Teen Titans and Young Justice, you know, uh, is getting to see them still be kids, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's my show uh, and my honorable mention. What's your show? My show of the year is Severance. Mm. Man, it, it is the most stressful show I've ever watched. Uh, especially the season finale, which is maybe the most perfect episode of television I've ever seen. It's about a uh, sort of like sci-fi dystopic kind of story about uh, a place of work that can separate your mind into two pieces, sever it uh, into a version that only remembers when you're at work and a version that only remembers when you're not at work. So it's ostensibly to like, you know, keep the secrets of the job and as a benefit to the Audi, uh, the person who doesn't have to experience work like, hey, you just go and lose eight hours and you get your paycheck. But it's a really, really fascinating dive into like how the the innies and the Audis become their own separate people, the struggles of each. Uh, it's got a lot of mystery and like suspense. It's It's really satisfying like the sort of lost or west westworld uh season one vibes that i'm always really into uh it is really really fantastic and i can't recommend it enough that sounds absolutely crazy yeah it's like all right the audi goes and gets a tattoo because they're feeling it and the any hates them for it because dude that's so unprofessional no yeah and like sometimes they'll they'll the innies will be like, oh, they'll because what will happen is they'll get in the elevator to leave work. And then immediately it's like the next instance they are coming back to work. Uh, so like they might just instantly like be hung over out of nowhere or like be sick or anything like that. And it's, uh, it's really, really good. Adam Scott is mm-hmm. uh, the lead in it. Uh, it's a very dramatic role for him, uh, but he still brings some of the comedy chops that obviously Adam Scott has. It's so, 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 so good. Just a moment. I'm hearing some whimpering, which I believe means my dog has been closed in to the garage. Mm. Yep. Resolved. Well done. So my garage space has uh, probably like doubled, maybe tripled. And it's still full. Well, it's good that there's more. I bet that frees up more space in other places, at least. You'd think, but since we're moving in, uh, everything's just kind of everywhere. Wow. That's sort of... Folks, you could take what John just said as a hint towards movie of the year a little later. Uh, But... (laughs) We don't have to go there unless we want to. Well, let's do it. All right. You got any honorable mentions or you want to just go right into your movie of the year? Uh, Honorable mention. uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Avatar 2 is probably great. It's probably Uh, pretty good. Haven't heard a single bad thing about it. Uh, Gotta say, I don't know if I'm going to watch it anytime soon, at least. I still got to watch the ones that I was actually interested in, like uh, Black Adam and Black Panther. 
Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'll just go ahead and do. I have. I I was really passionate about some TV shows this year. I was less passionate about most movies this year. So my mm-hmm. honorable mentions will go about a lot quicker. Uh, first one's a really really quick one. There's a very cute little Christmas musical on uh, Apple TV called Spirited, uh, starring uh, Ryan, Reynolds Ryan Reynolds and Will Will Ferrell, mm-hmm. uh, and sort of a, a look at like the production that goes into a Christmas Carol haunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's cute. It's pretty good. <laughs> Watch it. Uh, my other honorable mention is uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, nice, nice. Like, I don't know what to say about it. As was said, it was everything I wanted it to be. It was really good. <laughs> but if we're talking multiverses... Now, No Way Home came out this year? Maybe. That sounds wrong now that I've said it. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't check, so I'm gonna say yeah if not i don't know wakanda forever is pretty good so we'll throw that in there yeah, no way home was a 2021 okay multiverse of madness was also i don't know pretty good so <laughs> c- combine those together and you get almost as positive as i feel about no way home uh but i'll go ahead and go into my movie of the year which I hinted was, of course, everything, everywhere, all at once. Guys, it's maybe my favorite. It's like, it's been a long time since I watched a movie and immediately was like, oh, okay, this is like a movie that's going to be one of my favorite movies for the rest of my life. Cool. That's great. Still haven't seen it. It's... Gotta watch that movie. It's really good, man. <laughs> it's... Uh, I've heard it described as maximalist, uh, mm. like the opposite of minimalist, which is appropriate they just throw stuff at you and when you think you can't hold anything more they keep throwing it uh it's incredible action incredible effects incredible visuals and also the story that i have emotionally connected with more than any others in years uh just that ends up being about how kindness is uh, not weakness, how kindness is bravery and choosing kindness uh, is can be your own form of like fighting back against the evils of the world. And God, God, I love it. It's so, so good. Great to hear. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go into too much more uh, since John hasn't seen it and I don't want to spoil anything for him. Uh, uh, but... From what I've gathered, it's something to do with the uh, there was a, a weird trend for like a six month to a year period where a bunch of movies came out that were all about parents apologizing. Yeah, man. And God, is that cathartic? I had two pretty good parents, but it's still cathartic. Ah, uh, boy, howdy. That's uh, very good. Uh, but what you got for us, Johnny? Movie of the year. All right. Well, here's the trouble. I'm going to look it up to see if this was the right. All right. <laughs> I mean, if it came out last year, it came out last year or some other year. That's fine. Let's see. Oh, come on. I can't just do that. And oh, boy. Let's see. And it was this year. All right. The answer is, of course, the Batman. Mm, I still haven't seen it, man. And here's the thing. Do you want to know why it's the Batman? Is it because it's the best movie of 2022? 
No, it's because it's one of the very few that I have seen. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Do you like it, though? I did. Yeah. It was good. Uh, it was very long, and I didn't really notice all that much. So that's always high praise for me. If I can watch a three-hour-long movie and not feel like it was three hours, that's great. Yeah, that's saying something. <laughs> that's not easy to do. Yeah, yep. Because I also recently rewatched all of the Lord of the Rings, and yeah, you probably might say like, "Well, shouldn't those be on your list?" Thing since you watched them this year, uh, they're good. But I have this whole thing where I don't like people saying that things are uh, the best because they're classics and whatnot. So I'm not going to say that this movie is, in fact, the best because guess what? Uh, you can tell they're 20 years old at this point. I get that. I would argue it's less that they're the best because they're classics and more they're the classics because they're the best. Uh, and I think they hold up pretty well. I've also watched them recently-ish, but I, I, I see what you're saying. Totally. But my thing is Citizen Kane is a classic. Yep. Dog shit to watch. Probably. It's I've so never done boring. It. Yeah. Probably. It's, it's a two-hour movie about a guy who died, and he said the name of a sled, and people were like, what does it mean? Spoilers for the sled, John. Uh, that is <laughs> an, the 1936 <laughs> movie. <laughs> I made up a year, but that sounds right to me. I'll Google it while you talk more. Uh and here's the thing. I didn't even watch it. I just had to be with someone <laughs> who watched it. Mm. Uh, she had a class, so Liz had to watch it. It was a film appreciation class, I'm assuming. But, like, The Secret Window. It's okay. Like, you can watch it and not hate the experience. It's not good. Like, the the big scene, the tension comes when the man with broken legs is confronted by his neighbor who did a murder oh. and the guy comes into the room rear window. The secret window rear yeah. window yeah secret window is a uh, cornfield johnny depp he kills people sure <laughs> spoiler alert uh but yeah rear window he bursts into the room and then the guy takes pictures and the flash prevents the guy from walking forward a few steps and killing the man Hell yeah, for man. like several minutes <laughs> I will say on the flip side of old being bad, which I know is a gross oversimplification of what you're saying. I just like to do that to you sometimes. Yeah. No, that's uh, fair. <laughs> but uh, I watched the movie 12 Angry Men for the first time this year. Mm. One of my favorite movies this year. Just 12 incredible actors. They're in a room. They don't leave the room, but they're really good the whole time. Nice, nice. Yeah. And, uh, on that theme, Seven Psychopaths, not my cup of tea. Sure. Uh, it's a bunch of great actors. Uh, and it's the whole thing is that they're unlikable people. And like, that's a big part of it. But like, it's a bunch of unlikable people being tangentially related in some form or fashion. And it's just, oh, you have to just deal with them for two hours. I've never heard of this movie. Uh, don't know why. But yeah, we're getting negative, John. This is All our right. positive episode. Let's talk uh, about a podcast. The Batman. 
I want to say you never talked about the Batman. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I want to say one of the best portrayals of Selena Kyle I've seen. Period. Uh, like, boy, howdy, they got it right. She is a person who's out for her own interests, but also deeply cares about the things that she deeply cares about. And she, air quotes, collects strays. And that's a big part of her whole thing. And it's done in such a good way. And like, I know this is a weird way to say, but they really captured like the essence of a cat in that personality. It was perfect. Remind uh, me who played her. Uh, Zo- Zoe, Zoe Kravitz. Kravitz. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And great performance. Nice. Now, uh, am I a huge fan of the direction they went with Robert Pattinson's Batman? Uh, no. And that was the point, and they did it well. Because mm. the whole thing was, he was this dark-edged lord, and like he had to learn not to be that. So in the end, they really like, oh, Batman doesn't work if he's just this brooding monster who breaks people he needs to like give people who like aren't doing bad things hope that the people who are doing bad things are being taken care of and that they will be saved i really like that yeah man i gotta check out this flick i i can't believe there's a batman movie that Mm -hmm. released this year that i haven't seen that's insane uh spoiler alert uh don't watch the end credit Huh. I probably will do that anyway now that you've said that. But okay. Uh, they introduce a character and it's just kind of disappointing. Ah. Yeah, I'm probably going to do it anyway. Yeah. But at least I'll have my expectations set where they apparently should be now. Yep. And uh boy howdy, they made the villain accidentally like not even accidentally. It was almost certainly intentional. But they made the villain uh, <laughs> just like uh, Incel. Hell yeah, man. Is great. And like after my like past year or two where I had to deal with someone who went full Incel on me, yeah. uh, it was weirdly cathartic seeing that person be the villain. And I <laughs> because imagine like, boy, be howdy. beat senseless by Robert Pattinson at some point. <laughs> You know, barely. Okay. <laughs> it's it's more just like, oh, I got to catch this guy. And then once I've done that, like, yeah, okay. Because, like, at that point, like, well, he's been captured. I'm not going to look like a hero if I just beat this guy mercilessly. Fine. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. He gets manhandled a bit. Okay. Good right, job, so John. Good the Batman. Yes. You want to tell me about uh, some podcasts you liked? All right. So not podcasts necessarily from this year at all. Sure. Uh, It's just things I've listened to recently that I'm a fan of. I'm going to say that uh, this is weird because I I don't want to be negative, but like (laughs) I really, really liked half of a podcast. Sure. Uh, That podcast your parts of this podcast, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, it's a Nighty Night by Rabia Chadri, and uh, the half I didn't like was, of course, the not story bits, because it started off being a podcast where they would tell like spooky stories, 
And it's like, oh, these are grounded in reality in some form or fashion. And that's the thing that's scary about them. Uh, but then for like the second half, it was a summer of, well, we're going to do interviews about the other episodes we did. And I just wasn't a fan. Mm. Well, so they did like sort of an after show kind of like a dive. But it was like it was there were maybe 12 episodes. I'm just like throwing out numbers. There were like 12 episodes of stories. And then there were like 12 episodes of interviews about Mm. those stories. Okay. So it was a pretty integral part of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I get that. But sounds like you really liked half of it. (laughs) And it wasn't, it wasn't one. And then the other, it was 12 and then 12. Yeah. Interspersed might've made it a bit more digestible. Think about it. Yeah. And uh, then there's the besties, which just been having a good time with. God, I love the besties so much, man. Yep. Uh, they're they're who I whole cloth stole this from. Not stole it. I mean, uh, of the year thing. It's not <laughs> yep. belonged to them. But I was listening to the besties and listening to them talk about games they're passionate about. I was like, that sounds nice. Let's just yeah. do that this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so. Is that your of the year, Nighty Night, or Besties, would you say? Uh, hmm. I would probably <clears throat> say Besties is my of the year. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> if I had started listening to Besties this year, it would have almost certainly been mine. But uh, of stuff I started this year, I'll just go through a couple uh, for honorable mentions. The first is triple click which is just another video game podcast just three video game journalists really know what they're talking about talking about stuff they love i really love listening to people who know more than me talk about stuff they know about Mm -hmm. uh and that's them in a nutshell uh then there's the podcast mostly nitpicking uh which is done by a guy i really love his youtube videos it's guy uh, nando v movies who talks about uh nice superhero stuff in a way that i pretty much every time he's had an opinion it has been about like a superhero movie i was like oh my god that's literally exactly the what i walked out of the theater thinking great like he i he he just the way he thinks about superheroes i really gel with but it's him and two other guys and they talk for like three hours (laughs) about movies and really just tear them apart whether they like them or not that's kind of fun um but my podcast of the year started kind of recently. It's called Lateral. It's with Tom Scott, if you know Tom Scott from YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a British guy, goes around, teaches you about stuff. But it's just like, it's almost like little riddles. <laughs> and they, he asks them of the audience, uh, of, of like his, his guests, and they work together to figure him out. And it's just kind of nice. It's a kind of nice uh, change of pace. It helps me sort of like, clear my mind of other stuff when I'm like really can't get out of my own head. Just thinking about these uh, little lateral thinking puzzles is just really nice. And I like Tom Scott. He's very good at making stuff. Mm-hmm. So that would be my podcast of the year. All right. And I've decided I'm writing all these down. Uh, I'll, I'll do a rundown of everything at the end. Like, another thing i've learned from the besties so y'all don't have to worry about like oh what was that podcast lucas said etc you want to get into uh musical artist all right 
Yes, and I will go first because I don't have anything to like feel all that passionate about. Uh, I listen to music. It like if I'm not listening to a book, I'm listening to music because I just need constant stimulation. Uh, if I had to describe something that I've been listening to that has been like relatively new that I would recommend, I guess I would say uh, Crimson Apple. Is it like something I discovered this year? I don't believe so. I think it was last year. But uh, saying all that, it was like they're they're great. My wife loves them. Uh, they did an excellent cover of song whose name I can never think of, but it's in uh, Scott Pilgrim. It's the one song. The Black Sheep? Yes. The, the one by uh, Envy's band? Yes. The yeah. one sung by Captain Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really good. I really love that song. Uh, They're a Hawaiian-based family that is now a... A California-based band. Nice. Love to check them out. I love a good cover, and I already love that song. Mm-hmm. So sounds like a match for me. And favorite cover of the year Ooh. goes to, of course, uh, "Surface Pressure" by uh, I get the name wrong like every time because I keep saying like "All Time Low," but it's maybe like "Our Last Night." Sure. Why not? those I'll seem s- similar yeah just search surface pressure for a while it's not the one from Encanto that's not what covers is it's our last night yeah nice good pool uh, I've got a couple honorable mentions that I don't really know how to talk about too much so I'll just sort of say them uh, one is I listened to this artist named Mia Follick she's very good that's pretty much all I got. Nice. <laughs> uh, um, my other one is a band called The Pink Louds. That's P-I-N-C space Louds. So like Pink Clouds is, I think, the idea. Uh, they're a band from New York. Do really, really weird stuff that I'm super, super into. Uh, but my artist of the year is Sammy Ray and the Friends. Uh, all right. Yeah, I think Lizzie's really into Sammy Ray, isn't she? Sammy Ray and the Friends? I just got a nod and smirk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we texted about it uh, after Spotify wrapped. Uh, it's, they're just, they're so good. They just make me happy. Their music is so upbeat and well done and good. Uh, I'll say my cover of the year is by them. Uh, it's, uh, oh, I got to decide. Yeah, I'll do Believe, the Do You Believe in Life After Love song. They have a cover of that. That's stellar. Nice, uh, but it's they—they're very sort of jazz-inspired, like blues-inspired, but like super upbeat. Really, really good. Got a right. very interesting sound that I would very much recommend. Now, I will say my honorable mention for uh, covers is gonna have to be. Uh, oh no! I now I've got two. I was gonna say Anthony St. Vincent, but that's he's just amazing with covers. And then there's uh. First to 11. I kept thinking finger 11, but that's wrong. It's first to 11. Nice. And I actually, it really fit the narrative of how much I like Sammy and Ray and the Friends, which is true. Uh, But my actual cover of the year 
if we're doing this i really think a lot about covers i really love covers. i love covers they're so good uh there's a cover of the song hide and seek by imogen heap Mm -hmm. uh by scary pockets that is like a funk cover of it that's so so weird i think if you know the song and have a general idea of what funk sounds like yeah uh you can see why but i i listened to it on repeat this year it's so good uh liz wanted me to mention sea shanties sea shanties in general they had a weird surgeons the last couple of years Mm -hmm. and as a base too uh big fan (laughs) dinner one doesn't get as much love for the sea shanty but you know we get a lot of love for everything else so i'll let you have it yeah this is our thing let (laughs) us have it for sure uh you want to go into books or games which well i guess which do you want to end on uh let's go for games to end on you know to honor the besties who we are man we just can't uh throw a stone without ripping off a macroy podcast can we i mean in our defense they do all of the podcasts now that's true and in our other defense i like resties almost as much if not more uh probably not more but i do like it quite a bit uh but so that leaves us with book you want to talk first or you want me to talk first about books? I'm going to throw in another mention of Liz now. Sure. Uh, let's go back to movies. Sure. Let's talk about The Gray Man. That movie looked bad <laughs> to me. I'll be 100 with you, man. How do you feel about uh, action spy movies? I mean, pretty good. All right. Uh, do you like a bit like not cheesy but kind of cheesy depends but often yeah like it's not hokey it's not like early james bond but it's also not grimdark like new james bond it's it's got a little bit of grimness to it but it's kind of just a weirdly fun movie i would recommend it it's very good to me uh there's some wild choices uh basically they decided that the villain is going to be uh the youth of millennials it's going to be like 25 to 30 year olds and it's just them in politics is evil i don't know about that uh also chris evans makes a great villain i and i do know that you know how much i love knives out uh, Mm -hmm. which i will say uh if this was coming out you know, a week or two, I gotta imagine Glass Onion would be in my honorable mentions for movie because mm. I am just so excited about that coming out. Uh, but I was also thinking of the movie Red Notice, uh, not Gray Man. I know nothing about Gray Man. <laughs> Red so. Notice is, uh, it's good. It's not as good and mm. not nearly as good in the same way, definitely. Uh, I enjoyed Red Notice, but like in a more this is a fun goofy time with just three big names being themselves that's fair enough uh you you, i i say it all the time i love a movie or show or whatever that just knows what it is you know absolutely and it it knows what it is it 
I would say it had too big of a budget for what it was, but sure. it definitely knew what it was and was good at that. But again, it's not like a movie to, I would say, take seriously. Whereas Gray Man, I would say you could take more seriously. Gotcha. And it's a good time. All right. I may check that out. I love a good heisty kind of spy kind of movie. Mm. Uh, but you want to get into your books or book? All right. Or... Well, as I will probably always recommend, I'm going to recommend a great artist. Uh, he is Mr. Brando Sando himself. <laughs> Fantastic. Good job every time. It keeps getting better. Uh, Elantris was a good book, but it wasn't great. And then ever since then, they've only been better. Hell yeah, man. And that's been like 10 years of books coming out. And this year, uh, the one I'm going to have to go ahead and say is the one that most recently, I believe, came out. And that was uh, The Lost Metal. Mm, New book in the Mistborn series? Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. It is fantastic. And he did a thing that he tends to try to avoid, but it worked and it's good. And I liked it. I imagine John is being a bit nonspecific because he knows, uh, as will become apparent a little bit later, I'm also reading through the series and I haven't gotten there yet. (laughs) It's fantastic. Nice. Uh, That's your of the year? Just to be sure. Well, it's rough because I've also reread so many books. Sure. Yeah. I, Man. Oh, boy. When you grow your hair out, you can hide headphones. And when you mm. can hide headphones, you can yes. be listening to something at all hours of the day and night. And that allows you to just consume so much media. Hell and yeah, uh, guess what? Stormlight. Third time. Still great. Still great. <laughs> maybe fourth, maybe fifth. <laughs> Would you recommend, uh, if you were to recommend one series, Brando series to someone, would it be Mistborn, Stormlight? What would you do to get them well, introed? There's the trouble. If we're going for what's the kindest thing I can do, or what is the I'm trying to get them to uh, go with all of the rest, or like gain them interest, or this is the only one they can listen to. Those are all three completely different answers. Mm. If it's the only one they will ever experience, I'm going to say Stormlight because it is fantastic. It's so much material and it's a great, well-developed world. Uh, I think that if you're willing to give it a shot, it's the one that is going to probably be the best. Mm. But if it's, one series to get them hooked and I have to try and get them hooked. I would say Mistborn Mm. that the books in general are shorter. Uh, There are seven of them now, except it's three and then four. Uh, And if it's what is the kindest thing I can get someone to read first, I would say Elantris because again, I'm, I would say it's the worst. Mm, so it's only up from there. Is that it's the idea? only going to get better. It is, I think, the first one released in the Cosmere. And it is good. It's not great. Uh, but again, it's a it only gets better. And if you if you like this one, you're going to love all of them. <laughs> nice. Well, I will get into mine. I'll first throw out 
Uh, I read Murder on the Orient Express this year. It was pretty good. All right. Uh, that's one of my honorable mentions because I only other I only engaged with two other book series this year. The first of which, and this was really, really tight and hard for me to decide, Mistborn is my honorable mention. I really, really, really loved it. Uh, it's uh, about basically wizards who eat metal. Man, <laughs> what do you want? But it's so good. Uh, I always go into fantasy and sci-fi stuff a little worried that they're going to get a bit too caught up in the world building and not focus on the characters and plot and not be as strong as that. But man, there was no weak link in these books for me. The world building was phenomenal. The story was incredible and engaging. And some of my favorite characters I've uh, engaged with in literature, they're so, 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 so good. Uh, I am deeply, deeply invested in all of them. Uh, but it is beaten out for me. John, you know I love a robot figuring out what's going on by the Murder Bot Diaries by Martha Wells. Uh, and as a series, uh, if I had to do one, I would just say All Systems Red, I think is the first one. Uh, but this is just the whole series. is my book of the year. It's so good, man. <laughs> He's just, he's not exactly a robot, but that's close enough. Uh, just, he's programmed to kill. He's programmed uh, to be a certain way. And he's figuring out how to be more than that. And that exact story is what I'm looking for all the time. And I don't know that it's, well, it has been done better in The Iron Giant, the best piece of media ever created. Uh, but Besides that, this is about the height of it for me. I love Murderbot Diary so much and can't recommend it enough. And the same things I said about like uh, story and world, world building for Mistborn go doubly so for Murderbot. I really love every single bit of it. All right. You read right. Murderbot, didn't you? Yep. Uh, general thoughts? I hmm, don't want to be negative. You hey, hey I, I very much I, liked it. Yeah, I understand. I just gushed about it. Don't make that feel like you gotta, you know. Uh, I very much liked it, and I think that the character building is phenomenal. Uh, where it falls a little flat for me is that its world building is mostly it will just introduce a concept and then move on, That's and fair. it's over and over and over again. And it's just oh, here's all these things that just are, and that's cool but it never feels connected. I, I can see where you're coming from with that. They, they, it feels like she will sort of introduce a big concept for each book mm -hmm. uh, that is not, yeah, like built upon on the, the rest of them. Like mm -hmm. it'll be referenced. Uh, Murderbot will think about it a lot usually. Yeah. Uh, but like, it doesn't like affect like we don't see more of the weird alien ships or the robots who are friends, et cetera, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. I get that. But very good series. Would recommend. Nice. And Johnny, let's end it off with our goatee. Come on. Game All right. Here. Uh, you, you first or me first? Uh, I can go first because my game of the year is going to give a very similar talk to my book of the year. Uh, I'll do a couple quick honorable mentions. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Man, 
I would describe it as the opposite of perfect, but it sure was a step in the right direction before a pretty lateral step with Scarlet and Violet, man. Uh, I I like Scarlet and Violet more than most, but I can't disagree with all the stuff people are saying about it. And it made me really appreciate my time with Legends Arceus even more. Uh, Then I also played Nobody Saves the World, which is just a really cute little game. You transform into like other like different creatures and you use them to fight like you transform into a horse and his gimmick is he kicks but he can only kick behind him so you have to like uh position yourself so you can uh the enemies are always behind you or you transform in, into a turtle who moves really really slow uh <laughs> but he can charge up and move really fast all of a sudden and you can the hook of it is you can start combining these powers into like a cooler and bigger build. It's really really fun, and I really enjoyed the time I spent with it. But my game of the year is Citizen Sleeper, which is kind of Murderbot the game. Uh, it's not a robot or synthetic being because in Citizen Sleeper the the being is also kind of vaguely not exactly a robot, not exactly a human, but sort of both. Uh, they, they are not programmed to kill, but you're just like a synthetic being that is owned by someone who has escaped and has to scrape by uh, in like this satellite uh, as uh, you slowly run out of food, run out of energy, fall into disrepair, and you have to make connections and uh, figure out how to survive. And it's very much one of those games that's sort of also a book in that uh, there are mechanic. they're like, you play the game, like you roll dice to determine how well you do at tasks every day. But it's also mostly about the story and like interacting with these characters and you get long paragraphs of text. Uh, so if that's not your cup of tea, which I totally get, it's usually not mine. Uh it might not be for you, but I really, really loved it, partially because of the story and I how I connect with robots <laughs> trying to be people. Uh, but there's a real sense of desperation and also, weirdly, by the end of it, a really, really good sense of like a community that I really, really fell in love with. It's only like an eight-hour game, too, hmm. uh, so it's pretty quick, which I can appreciate nowadays. Nice, nice. What do you got for us, Johnny? All right. <clears throat> Honorable mentions. I'm going to go with, uh, of course, Marvel Snap. Oh, Great yeah. I, that was going to be one of my honorable mentions. It's so good, y'all. It's like if you like competitive card game, but you're like, oh, well, they take so long. No, this is this is perfect for you because it's five minute matches uh, and they, it's quick. It's tight. It's good. Uh, some complaints are reasonable of like, oh, you can buy something for $30 and you get like a card. Yeah, the, the monetization that they've recently introduced is not my favorite, but you don't have to do it to succeed yeah. in it, you know, mm-hmm. which is always appreciated. A uh, game I haven't played, but am surprised I haven't played is, of course, Mario Strikers. I really want to. It's a game I've been wanting to come out for a long time and I just haven't. Uh, and my third honorable mention is Cult of the Lamb. I never got into it. I really wanted to. 
uh, it's honorable mention because it's glitchy. Mm. You can accidentally lock yourself out and have to like uh, go revert to last save. It's frustrating, but like everything else about it, uh, it's a great blend of uh, dungeon crawling and like roguelite, which big fan of. And uh, also like some of the simplistic, uh, I don't know how to basically your village you've got some relationship things some building things and it's half optimization and half relationships and it's pretty fun uh i don't think either of them were done particularly well but together they're pretty great big fan of it the glitches are what got it for me sure and my game of the year for me personally is just one that i actually played through the whole way and good quality uh good vibes uh, some some problematic stuff because you know it is a very Japanese game uh, in all the great and some of the bad ways, <laughs> uh, and that is of course Shin Megami Tensei. Nice. I've always wondered if I would get into those. Uh, if there's one to hop onto, I'd say it's this one because it's got a lot of the like more complicated stuff, but it's also simplified in a way that is very uh, new person friendly. Nice. Uh, I I do know also that Persona Five just came to the Switch, mm-hmm. so may hop on there and go from yeah. there. But considering it too, <laughs> what what is like the gameplay of Shin Megami? I I know weirdly little for like such a big franchise. It's uh... hard to describe. Sounds like. <laughs> It's similar to Pokemon in a lot of ways. Uh, okay. But it's also, you have to find... It, the demons become ingredients, and you can find recipes to get different demons. And it's more important to get stronger demons than it is to level up the demons you have. Mm. And uh, you also have to manage uh, type advantages and weaknesses you manage inventory and this game is a lot better at balancing combat in like a, if you make the right choices consistently, you will win. But also if the enemy makes the right choices and you make one or two, they could just devastate you. And it's in most scenarios, as long as you're playing the game, like somewhat linearly, uh, it will be, fairly challenging the whole time but only like a don't let them catch you slipping and if you don't and you're consistently managing everything it's gonna be you can do it you just have to make sure you know how to do it yeah that sounds pretty good man i always that's my issue i always think that i'm in it for the long haul for these like mega games like every single time a xenoblade game has come out I've been like, this is the one, and I'll play 40 hours of it and then realize I have 80 hours to go and be like, well, I just quite simply can't do that. Now, I think for Shin Megami, I played for 60 hours. Okay, that's a bit more reasonable. Yeah, and that was to completion. I didn't get everything, but I did beat the game. Nice, okay. And for me, Xenoblade Chronicles can't do it simply because of the combat combat's weird in it man 
that is not my cup of tea. If I'm playing uh, any sort of JRPG, I want it to be more like a very specific, like uh, yeast is kind of like what I'm looking for. It's you press a button or a different button or a different button and you like have to actually time it and make sure that what you're pressing is advantageous for the timing of the fight and you can press different buttons in a different order to get different moves. Press two buttons at a time, you get a different kind of move. I like to feel like each button is me making a choice Mm -hmm. rather than I set, oh, this is how you should be behaving. This is how you should be behaving. And as a unit, that'll work. Yeah, Xenoblade gets a little uh, like you just sort of run up to things and set everything up and like, okay, now fight. Like it should, I love a good turn-based game, which this is not. And I love a good like combat game, which it sort of also isn't, which is always kind of weird to me. It feels weird, but that's not what this is about. This is about how much John loves Shin Megami Tensei. And he liked it. It's pretty good. Real quick. Now that I know that you also play Marvel snap, what deck you running? What's your, what's your go-to? All right. So it's just my second deck. And it's, uh, I threw in a bunch of, uh, I don't know how to describe it. I'll, uh, I'll just read off some of my cards for you. Sure. Deck two. All right. So I've got Ant-Man, Nova, Quicksilver, Cable, Scarlet Witch, Sentinel, Ironheart, Morph, Jessica Jones, White Tiger, Abomination, and Odin. I like having things that even I won't know how it's going to affect it. Sure. Because you put in Ironheart, you don't know who she's going to target. Don't White Tiger, you don't Tiger's know where it's going. Go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm not sure if I want to keep Abomination in there. Mm. Uh, but I'm fairly early on. Got to keep working on it. Uh, I'm not sure what I want to go for once I like actually start going for a strategy. I like Scarlet Witch just because she gives you the whole, oh, everything's going to be vastly different depending on how this goes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all I've been playing for a while, man. I am I am all the way up into like uh I think I'm a thousand something collection level. Uh, I'm in pool three, I think it's called. Mm. I'm running Wong. Wong's crazy, man. Oh boy. Uh so on reveal effects, he doubles them. Uh <laughs> so uh, my ideal play is him, then Ironheart, White Tiger, and then throw Odin down. Because mm. uh, Odin is also an on reveal effect, so he gets done twice. So every so he Ironheart and White Tiger do their things four times. Yeah, which is I love, very good. I love when I get uh, Iron Man on a uh, double the effect. Yes. Because, oh look, my 12 is now a 48 <laughs> nice so yeah we also both very much recommend marvel snap it's very fun uh let's call it what it is it's a toilet game it's a perfect toilet game you, perfect toilet game you want poop hey you got you you get to fight wolverine now mm-hmm. it's great <laughs> and uh i'm just gonna throw this out there uh if if you have a good internet connection again i think i've recommended it before we'll recommend uh kingdom hearts on the switch it's good. <laughs> uh, also, oh, we're just throwing random stuff out. Minecraft has pulled me back in once again, man. I'm I'm all the way in again. 
Oh boy, I can't, I can't do that because you know how I do. I go like hard for a few weeks. That's that's what I do. I go hard for a few weeks and uh, notice my mental health has declined because of it. Yep. To stop. Uh, but I am writing. I'm in the good part right now, man. All right, tell me, so. uh, have you been able to get? Uh, like, have you found a quartz, or is it amethyst? Uh, a, a geode. Have you found a geode? Mm. I've seen a YouTube video of those, and they seem so cool. And absolutely not. I've lo- I've specifically gone out mining looking for them, and have not. Oh boy, uh, I think as soon as they came out, I was like, I'm going to give this a few hours, and then I didn't find one. I was like, Well, I'm done. It's the worst game in the world, which is <laughs> how I feel every single time I go to the Nether. I hate the Nether. It's horrible. Why would anyone go to the Nether? Uh, oh boy, you got to go to the Nether so you can get rods i know man but i my the portal spawned right next to a lava pit and there are a bunch of the lava squares <laughs> i don't know mm. what they're called and they kill me so quick and i lost all my stuff because it fell in the lava when i died <laughs> and i got so mad i broke my nether portal and decided not to go back but that's neither here nor there uh <laughs> uh just to run through in case you're curious about any of them our stuffs of the year uh, I'll do John's first. His show was Spy Family. Uh, movie was The Batman. Podcast was The Besties. Artist was Crimson Apple. Book was The Lost Metal by Brandon Sanderson. And game was Shin Megami Tensei. Uh, mine, my show, were, was Severance. Movie was Everything Everywhere All at Once. Podcast was Lateral with Tom Scott. Artist was Sammy Ray and the Friends. Book was The Murderbot Diaries by Martha Wells, and game was Citizen Sleeper. John, we did it! We We're a did game it. podcast now, and a book podcast, music, <laughs> podcast podcast, uh, TV podcast, and we've always been, well, we've, we've just recently become a TV podcast, and we've always been a movie podcast, mm-hmm. uh, but now we're running all the games. That's what we're I'm doing saying. it. <laughs> And Bella's pissed about it. She's saying, you're spreading yourself too thin. (laughs) How can your audience expect anything of you if you're doing everything, everywhere, all at once? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she's not even on this floor of my house. Incredible. Well, I'll see you in the podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) We very much appreciate it. Uh, As always, uh, if you have any just general stuff that you liked this year, I really love hearing about stuff people like and checking it out and all that. So if you have any of those things or anything else you're really passionate about, a comic book or a play or a full album by some band or something, and you just want to send that stuff to us, I would love to read it. And you can do so at least for now on Twitter. Uh, (laughs) Things are looking rough on there, but we have a Twitter account. (laughs) You can tweet at or DM us on. That is uh, at the Kachat. You can also email us, which seems a bit more stable at the time. <laughs> Our email address is thekachat at gmail.com. Now John says his part of the outro. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, tell anyone and everyone you think might be the least bit interested in this kooky, quirky, strange little podcast. And until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a beamer. <laughs> <laughs>